0: And welcome to another episode of Invarious and Pecapalooza. We are two geeks who talk about everything. I am Pecapalooza. And as always, I'm joined by my cousin Invarius. Good day yet again.
1: How Here we, doing? we are. July. Man, July. how did we get to July?
0: I don't know. We're halfway through the year. What is up with that? Time just seems to be moving faster and faster. I don't know how that whole theory of relativity thing works, but uh, no. I feel like as I get older, time just progressively moves
1: faster. We were told by people who that this would happen, but I don't know. I think something supernatural is happening. Something with the space-time continu- continuum. It's just Probably. a little too fast. <laughs> but here we are in July, Independence Day, that's you right. Know? I'm a, I'm a when, big uh, Independence if, Day fan, yeah.
0: If you are listening to this podcast on the day that it goes live, it is the 4th of July, which in the United States, anyway, is Independence Day. So, uh, hey, happy 4th of July. What are your plans we for have, the big weekend?
1: Well, this is beach week. So, for my family, my, my sister, who's from Iowa, and her, her family, her husband and kiddos come all the way over here. That's like a 19 hour trek. They love it though. They they like the ride, you know, um, but they, they, they come on and then we, they spend, you know, a week or, uh, you know, a little bit of time here and we just get to hang out. And uh, so we'll go to the beach, the pool, and we'll do games. We'll play card games and, and eat some amazing food that my mom, we actually all take turns with the dinner, but we'll uh yeah. We just get to do all that. And it's just like, it's a lot of fun. So awesome. th- we normally do it in August though, because you know, I'm at trade shows with work. And so, um, but we just decided we we're going to try to do it July 4th because where they, my parents live, they have like a really cool July 4th celebration. So we're going to like get all into that, do the fireworks cookout. We're going to do all the fun things one should do. Excellent. So what about you? What do you got going on for 4th of July?
0: Um, I am not going to do anything for the 4th of July. Uh, I actually, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm one of those at this point in my life, I'm sort of a spoil sport when it comes to, uh, independence day. I, uh, you know, fireworks have been around for thousands of years. Uh, is it thousands, maybe about a thousand yeah. years or whatever. And, you know, it's, I'm just like, do something different with them and then you'll impress me but i you know I've, i stopped getting impressed by shooting things in the air and explosions and bright lights and loud noises so uh I'm i think understand. you got
1: ruined by by the fireworks of gandalf in fellowship of the ring i think you're not going to be satisfied until you have a dragon fireworks the running uh, around
0: the dancing leprechaun at the quidditch cup yeah World
1: Quidditch cup yeah you know, that's that's you just have a higher caliber uh, of need.
0: I do. I need, you know? I need, I get I need that. magic to happen in real life. And, yeah. uh, you I know, at this that. point, I think, um, you know, until they till they come up with some way to impress me with fireworks, I'm just not going to go out anymore on, on the fourth.
1: Well, let me ask you a question. Yeah. What if what if I mean, and this might change your view about the value. I mean, aside from the patriotism and the great are of our awesome country. But, you know, what if there happened to be an alien invasion on July 4th? Would that change your perspective about our interest in the holiday? What if the fireworks were entire cities possibly being decimated, governments crumpling? I mean, would that sort of thing, maybe, you know, be a flight of your fancy?
0: I mean, I would be encouraged to get as far away from large cities
1: as possible. What if I threw into the mix Bill Pullman, Will Smith, Jeff Goldblum?
0: Wait, I what think this I... has already been done.
1: 1996, right? I'm I'm just suggesting that what if we could put all of these things together into one 2-hour, you know, not podcast, but you know, movie. You know, what that that would just you know, just completely be the focus of your holiday. What what about that? Would that do it for you?
0: Is there gonna be an epic speech?
1: There will be an epic speech. All right, I'm in. And it'll be it'll be done by an epic member of the movie Spaceballs.
0: All right, you lost me at space balls, but uh, no Bill Pullman. <laughs> I know. How dare you?
1: How dare you?
0: <laughs> um yeah so since uh you know the day that this goes out is independence day why not talk about independence day what a great classic sci-fi action film um i remember i remember seeing the very first teaser trailer (laughs) for it during the super bowl (laughs) the year it came out it was 96 right
1: it was quite yeah it was quite explosive. It was yeah. quite an explosive. I mean, preview. and all—that's
0: all it was. All it was was the teaser. Was just the White House just blowing sh- up. I mean, it, that was it. It was like,
1: oh, oh, that's my. a movie I need to see. That's not been. Done. <laughs> yeah.
0: Was the last it time we saw the so, White House
1: blown up? So good, you know. And I don't know if you remember this back at the time, and, and they did this the same thing with like Batman uh, Forever. And all these movies that were coming out at the time, they would release a novel of the motion picture oh, yeah, the before the movie came out. Yeah. Novelization, right. And it wasn't like it was a previous novel. They made it. They had some guy or girl or whoever that would just like get the screenplay or watch it and just they would write a novel. Yeah. And I was in this phase at the time, you know, because I'm like 13 years, you know, or 15 years old, something like that. You know, and I was just like, I'm going to totally read this. And so I blitzed that book before it came out. And I was so jazzed for when that movie came out uh, from reading it.
0: Oh, now You're talking so to the good. guy who read the novelization of Back to the Future Part 2. <laughs> it, it was not good.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry you did that to yourself. You'll never get right. that time back.
0: It was... I was I read it when I was in seventh grade, so several <laughs> several years after the movie actually came out. But uh,
1: novelization of Back Future Two. Wow. It,
0: it it drew me in with uh, <laughs> that section in the middle of it with actual like screenshots of from the movie. Uh, so I, you know, color well, pictures. I can tell you,
1: I absolutely loved the novelization of Batman Forever more than Batman Forever, the movie, way more. Please so, tell me you read other,
0: the novelization of Batman and Robin.
1: No, no, <laughs> no, 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 that was it. No, no, no. But uh, other than Jim Carrey, of course, you know, I mean, Jim Carrey was hilarious. Anyway. So, anyway, tell me, so is is oh, with
0: Independence is. Day, is the book better than the movie?
1: Because so, that is often maybe, the case
0: when it's based like, on a book, but this is a book based on a movie.
1: So the movie was better because it like filled in the holes and the gaps in a great way. Um, I think the, the one thing that I recall, and I watched this movie in the theater multiple times at our old Salem Valley 8. You remember?
0: Oh, yeah, it's still there.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. So I, I, would, I went there like, oh, my gosh, so much. And I watched this movie. But the movie was better because it was just so fast paced. Do you remember how fast paced the movie was? Like you oh, were yeah. scene after scene after scene, and there was like very very there was only one little you know dead time, and that was at a very sad time in the in the in the movie. But, but when you know when the first? The rest lady... of it was just pretty. Yeah, when the first lady passes. Yeah, but man, I mean, so like, in scene should we've given
0: a spoiler man, alert? I mean, it is like a a twenty six year old movie at this point. At if you haven't seen it, that's on you.
1: Yeah, and I don't know that i want to talk about you're going into the details of the sequel oh the sequel's fine no it's but not. to me the, the first okay i'll you know i was trying to be nice you know what i mean for those who but the first one was just so incredible Yeah. and you have this president who's not a popular president you know what i mean no, he's they're like, talking
0: <laughs> trash about him at the beginning of the movie at the very beginning he's they're, he's, they're calling him weak but he's a he's a former like military pilot, pilot.
1: Yeah. You've got Randy Quaid in it. You know what I mean? And you know And Cousin probably Eddie. the
0: best role of his ever his career.
1: Truly the best role of it. Russell, what was his name? Russell Russell uh, Case. Russell Case, sir. Um then you had all these people like uh was it Frank Loggia or um uh what was that guy's name who played the general? Um who, who was Robert Logia. Robert Logia, sorry, yeah, yeah. He was in big with Tom Hanks and he played a general. You yeah. had the dad from um Wonder Years. You know, you had you had like so barely many though. He was he was only you know, know he was for like a minute. Small. But it was just uh, so all these this this all-star cast. Yeah. Um and it was so you had the guy who played Robin Williams' brother from Mrs. Doubtfire. Harvey Oh, uh, Yeah, David, you know. I gotta call my mom now. You know, it was so hilarious. But what an all star cast. Um, I mean, I guess I should first ask you did you like the movie?
0: Uh, I loved it uh, as a kid. Um, I don't think it holds up as well today. Uh, yeah, I guess. Not. I noticed. Not, not many of them do. I know. Well, I mean, I, th- I think a lot do hold up, but. And this one, it's, it's not that I've suddenly decided it's a bad movie. I, I don't think that at all. Um, I don't know. There's something about it that uh, a few years ago, uh, I sat down to watch it for the first time in, in a while. And I just, it's like I couldn't get into it. Like I couldn't. Oh, really? Um, I just didn't find myself enjoying it like I did, you know, when I was in high school or even in college, you know, watching yeah. it. Um, again, that's not to say that I think it's a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination. I st- I still think it's 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 a lot of fun. It does what it it intends to do. You know, it's right. It it's it's not uh, one of your deep thinking kind of movies. It is a popcorn blockbuster that is yeah. meant to entertain with explosions and uh, quippy one-liners and you know things like that. So it does what it set out to do.
1: Do you feel like it lost its luster when it was like, like because you 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 didn't have the the fanfare and the excitement that that it once had? You know, it seemed like the White House, the tsunami, you know, all that stuff. Like, did it, did it lose its luster that way?
0: I don't know. I don't know. I, I think a lot of so some of the special effects I think absolutely oh, do hold sure. up because because they are they're practical effects right there's, oh you're saying so they were many, good yeah
1: yeah that's there's good.
0: so there's so many of the special effects that that still hold up because they were practical effects like the the and the giant CGI. you know 15 mile wide spaceships that come in and hover over the cities those are real and like the way yeah. they did those was i'm pretty sure they like had them in aquariums
1: yeah it was and, a model and then
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the uh, not, model of the ship.
1: CGI. Yeah. And none of that yeah. was
0: CGI. Like they did, they did CGI for the,
1: uh, right. for the dog fighting on, it, on top of it. Right, right, right. But uh,
0: you know, I think a lot of, a lot of that, like, especially gosh, the, the scenes where the, where the, the saucers, you know, come in and, and stop over their targets. Like those scenes in particular, you know, where everybody in the cities are looking up in awe. I remember feeling that same way in the theater, watching this gigantic spaceship coming to a stop over the White House. I'm like, wow, that is amazing.
1: Yeah. No, I, I mean, absolutely. I think there, there's something amazing about the practical effects versus CGI and um, what they accomplished was incredible. I will say, I watched it recently, and I I felt nostalgia. So, like, I immediately went back to to being, you know, to a teenager and and seeing the movies, and just feeling. And and of course, I know every line, you know, of the movie because I've watched it so many times. Yeah. But you know, and I I appreciated the different characters. Um, I appreciated Will Smith's tum- humor at the time. Jeff Goldblum and who he was, you know, in the movie. Um, and just like uh, the way Bill Pullman was. I mean, I I actually think it's it's one of my favorite Bill Pullman, uh, you know, movies or anything he's done. Um, and I've watched a lot. I, I think I've watched everything. There's actually not that I think about it. Um, and some are, you know, I mean, he's not always been the best you know and things that he's done he was great and while you were sleeping you know that was a great role for him but he was just always kind of the same but this role especially the lead up and the speech and who who he becomes was just so well done as a character arc you know so I still get inspired I get up every morning and I listen to the speech you know (laughs) just for a little (laughs) you know today we declare our independence day you know it's just like Yes. Now I will start my day. You
0: know. Yeah, that is. Um, I, I was watching something. <laughs> so there's a, there's a YouTube channel actually uh, I'm subscribed to. Uh, I, th- I think it's called the Distracted Nerd. And uh, this is this is a guy who uh, like he'll he'll break down movies. Um, yeah. You know, kind of go through, and uh, and just give his really just sarcastic kind of the same way i think i would if i was just sitting watching a movie and and like (laughs) did you try to get
1: this title for a podcast before we actually got various by palooza be like oh i'm gonna try okay i got it (laughs) uh
0: but this guy like he uh he actually recently he did independence day and uh when when he gets to the point where it's it's time to talk about the speech uh (laughs) he he says something like there are two kinds of people in the in the world the, the ones who uh, say that this is the best speech ever put to film and people who are secretly communists.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty true. That's hilarious. Man, what a great speech though. I mean, and, and it's not just the, the, the content was amazing, but his delivery, you know, we're going to fight. We're going to survive, yeah. you know, I mean, that just the whole thing is, is almost timeless. You know, I mean, especially for of, something
0: that is ostensibly off the cuff and a guy whose yeah. wife just died a
1: couple hours. Just before. died. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What about Brent Spiner being in it? You know what I mean? As Oaken, you know, or Oka, Oaken, whatever he was. I didn't enjoy his character. Now, I know <laughs> I,
0: just, like, I know we weren't going to talk about the sequel, but I thought for sure that he was dead uh, I did too. in Independence Day.
1: He, now, laid, he laid down his eyes were open.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like when they kill the alien I thought okay that's it he's dead yeah, he's because dead. Uh, he was just I thought the alien was just like puppeting just his dead body. Bring
1: him back. But I, I thought I just I I didn't enjoy his character and the sequel really was frustrating for me both for Bill Pullman and for Brent Spiner. I just thought it was like frustrating, you know. Well, yeah, I was I don't know.
0: I was disappointed by the sequel all around, so it doesn't matter what, what aspect of it you're, you're going to talk about with the sequel. All it's of just, it. Like, the yeah. whole thing was just awful. Um, but,
1: yeah. But his character, even so, was... As a crackpot, there were some funny lines. But his, you know? yeah.
0: Oaken, Oaken in the, even in the first movie, I, I didn't really care for either. Um, this is like... What I, was I don't that? Know. When,
1: who was the guy who played the chief of staff um, who was the, who was the jerk who he, he fires, you know, bull,
0: bull oh, fires. No, no. he was, uh, he was secretary of defense.
1: Sec- secretary of defense. Okay. And then he says, he's like, I got two words for you. Plausible deniability. And he's like, so thinking politically. And it's like, look around you, man. It's over. He's you know? such a
0: weasel. Like he's, he's gung ho about every single idea that they come up with prior to Jeff Goldblum's idea that actually makes sense, and then he's trying to shoot down every everything. I'm everything, like, dude, you haven't been this vocal about anything in the whole movie. Shut
1: up. <laughs> yeah, please, man. Well, I was just like that guy. Now, what did you think of um, uh, now? You know, before we move on, he reminded me of how much I hated the uh, Kirk Fuller in uh, Ghostbusters two. Do you remember him? You remember the guy who played the mayor's assistant in Ghostbusters oh, yeah, two, yeah, who was Kurt Fuller? Was his name. Man, I was just like, you little cog in the wheel, get out of here. Um, the other person that I, that I really liked in the movie uh, was, was um, Jeff Goldblum, David's father. Like, that actor has been in you know, sitcoms. Yeah, what was he in? What was his, his, his famous show that he was in?
0: Uh, his biggest one was Taxi.
1: Taxi, that's who it was. Taxi, that's right. Uh, so for, you know, for a
0: while after that, he was on a show called Dear John. Oh, okay. He's, he's, he's done several lot. things. Like he's he, most recently, he's been uh, Murray's dad on uh, The Goldbergs.
1: Oh, for real? Yeah. I'm on season three.
0: Yeah, he's.
1: But I, I thought Murray's dad. I thought Murray's dad was... Um, Paul Sorvino? Yeah. Yeah, in the yeah. first
0: season in the first season, he was, but from season two on, it's been Judd Hirsch.
1: Okay, I don't think I saw him in season two. Is it season three maybe that he comes in? Because I'm only at the beginning of season three. But I'm I haven't pretty, seen him yet.
0: I'm pretty sure he shows up in an episode or two of season two.
1: Okay, well, I'll have to check that out because, yeah, I just remember the one episode. Anyway, we got yours. But, um, but anyway, he's, he's hilarious in that. And, um, you know, it's just, uh, what was he was like? What do you think? A million dollars goes towards a toilet? You know, <laughs> he's just like, his delivery's hilarious. Um, and then who else? Let's see. We had, who was Will Smith's wife?
0: Vivica A. Fox.
1: Yes, Vivica A. Fox. She did great in that role.
0: Not his wife, you know? Girlfriend. Well, Most they get married at the right, end.
1: Right, 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 right.
0: And that Harry Connick Jr. Good.
1: was in it. Oh, yeah. Let's kick the tires and light the fires. That's what he said. Yeah, that was pretty good. I like that scene when they're in the locker room and he bit, takes a knee. You know, <laughs> he's like, he has the ring that this falls This is a wedding ring. He, yeah. This is a wedding ring. And the guy walks in and he just holds up his hand It's like, i oh, my deal, man. <laughs> oh, man. That was sad when he died, you know. But inevitable.
0: Well, yeah, you well, can't have right. too many characters making it to the next level.
1: No. And then you had the girl from who was from Say by the Bell, the college years. You remember? You remember oh, that yeah. the girl,
0: the, the friend other stripper. who was on
1: the roof? Yeah, the yeah. other stripper. She was an idiot. Whatever her name's. Yeah, that was dumb. And then you had, uh, let's see, also the kids, um, uh, Randy Quaid's kids. The girl was from Mrs. Doubtfire. She was uh, one of the, the the daughter, well, the oldest daughter from Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, and then and then the boyfriend that she was with, he was in stuff too. He was in like Camp Nowhere or something. I
0: don't so know. there was he just was... a
1: whole lot of movies or, or a whole lot of actors from from movies of that era. I mean, they just had a lot of you know, you know, just exposed, um, you know. Not a listers per se, but definitely well known actors and actresses.
0: Well, so well known might be a stretch,
1: <laughs> okay? Okay, but well known to me. I mean, so I was do I you do know doubt. the
0: uh young actress who was the daughter from Mrs. Doubtfire? What was her name? <laughs> if she was well known, I'd <laughs> probably know her name.
1: It's not like well, Meg Ryan played her. <laughs> Um, give me a sec. Give me a second. I'm, I'm scrolling on IMDb. Give but me that's second.
0: what I mean. That's what Emmerich does, you know. You've got these these big disaster movies, and, and this was his like the, the first big one. And then you know, now it's his bread and butter. He you got Day After Tomorrow 2012. Um, right,
1: Josh, what was the most but recent? Not, nothing as good as Independence Moonfall, Day, would you say? <laughs> yeah, no, well, I liked Moonfall. Did you like what? Moonfall? I I know I did, but I'm, I like Josh Gad. So, you know, just like, I, I just like. Was Josh Josh Gad Gad. in that? Yeah. you went in Moonfall. No, not, not Josh Gad. It was uh, the Sam Tarly from, from Game of Thrones. That's the guy I'm thinking about. Not Josh Gad. What's his name? That doesn't make
0: it okay to like that movie.
1: Oh come on, he's funny. That
0: movie was awful. Was, it was a terrible movie. So see Samuel movie.
1: Charlie in a movie. I
0: can't believe that Halle Berry, Oscar winner Halle Berry, <laughs> was in that movie.
1: Oh, what's his name? I gotta I gotta look up his name real quick. I'm gonna lose my it really doesn't matter so because
0: we're not gonna talk about Rainfall. No, it's no, a terrible movie.
1: I've just I've gotta just say his name. Okay.
0: We're moving on. Okay.
1: Oh no, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Let's, let's a pause for a second. You got to appreciate now 2012 and all those, all of those were rough movies, not enjoyable movies. And so Moonfall was no worse than those. It was just as bad. It was a little bit worse. Yeah. Do you feel like it's because it was completely unrealistic? (laughs) Yes. All of it's unrealistic. Okay. And so just so we're on the same page, it's and, and it does it does warrant mentioning it's got my buddy the world. Oh, wrong, wrong. There's other moonfalls. Apparently there are sports related moonfalls that are not this moonfall. Okay. I will find his name.
0: We're wasting Before a talking. lot of time talking about moonfall <laughs> when we should be talking about Independence Day,
1: which is an actual I, I, good movie. I, 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 you're, I mean you hate you just have so much hate inside of you it's such um, a
0: bad movie it's unbelievable how bad it is I wouldn't have seen it, it if it a, hadn't been for Regal Unlimited
1: it has a 5.2 rating out of 10 on IMDb. and even with
0: Regal Unlimited I kind of regretted that I had to pay 53 cents to see it
1: John Bradley that's his name. All right, now we can move on. John Bradley.
0: Man, you obsess on this yeah. one thing and you've got to find out, man.
1: Oh, oh. man. All right, so for all of those who don't care about Moonfall, uh, at least care about John Bradley, who is Samuel Tarley from Game of Thrones. Sorry I said Josh Gad for... I do like Josh Gad, though. All right, so anyway, so now back to Independence Day. What did you think about, like, the alien and the alien consciousness thing? Because, like, looking back on the movie now, it was all a bit easy to get it all resolved. Like, a little too easy. What do you mean the alien consciousness? Like, just like, like how they got the, they've got the uh, read your mind kind of a thing, like where he, where they have the, um, Like he can, he can wrap around his neck and be able to get, they don't communicate with words and stuff like that. It's like all, like that kind of stuff. And then on top of it, just very Death Star, like, you know, you've got the one hole and you just do a nuke inside and then everything's fine. And you have it where the mothership is controlling the other ships. And then it's just all done. Like very much easily wrapped up. And I always skim over it. I never care about it when I'm in the movie. But just a little critically, I do look back on it and I go, Yeah, it's nice little, nice little bow. It's
0: a little yeah. little too easy.
1: A little too easy. And then just like the Death Star, especially in Return of the Jedi, the Millennium Falcons flying out, you know, you got, you know, Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum flying out too. You know, it's just it's it's exactly how the Death Star blew up. You know, you know what I mean? Just
0: and you gotta, it was too easy. you gotta think they uh, they basically committed genocide. Because
1: uh,
0: <laughs> how many oh, of those aliens were on that mothership? I mean, that's
1: uh... hey, they struck first, buddy. Of course, they, we they find they out that's not this. their
0: entire civilization, but uh, you know, <laughs> that's a lot.
1: The Sequel shall be stricken from the record.
0: <laughs> but you know, you think about the Death Star too. Think about how many uh, you know people are just. Doing their jobs. He's just a janitor working on level 17 of the Death Star. And uh and it blows up. I don't I don't care about the Emperor's politics. I'm just trying to provide for my family.
1: Just need a job. Well, it's funny too, because I think there's this like scene in um one of the Austin Power movies, (laughs) you know, where where they there's an interview with the wife of the guy who got killed by the the slow rolling. Um, steamer the 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 thing like that Austin Powers runs over him with, and it's just like this hilarious thing where it's just like yes, I mean he was just doing his job, <laughs> and I think about like that with the Death Star, like just these stormtroopers just like, or that or the best the best one was when they did the Kylo Ren undercover boss. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. That yeah, I really so like. Good. I really like that.
0: You know, <laughs> Star Killer base undercover boss. <laughs>
1: like i'm kylo ren like yeah we yeah we know,
0: we know. I, yeah. I pretty much knew it from when you came in and said i'm matt <laughs> i haven't had my muffin yet matt <laughs>
1: oh man kick but my ribs mean, jerk face i think uh you, you think about these different actors will smith has changed a lot um and in, he's in his, going around uh, slapping people now <laughs> yeah jeez for the love um but aside from him i mean you think about jeff goldblum who uh you know he's just he's he's just an iconic actor he's just like this he's got his his way he talks you know he's got his demeanor um i don't even really associate him with the fly you know which is what he is would would previously be associated with primarily yeah, probably,
0: probably before jurassic park that was his his biggest role yeah
1: biggest role and he he did look a little bug-eyed, you know, anyway, you know what I mean, and so, but then Jurassic Park comes along, and then after that, just, there's just a lot of things where he's just kind of a cool, a cool guy, you know, the way he talks, and the way he, he handles himself, Um, I don't see much with Bill Pullman, although I did watch him in a show, Sinner, Um, and uh, I enjoyed his role, he was a detective in that series, Um, I don't know if they're going to do a fourth one i think they've done three seasons of it or something like that um but he was i mean he did good acting in it but other than those and while you're sleeping i I mean it's just not you know a lot um you know but like i said i think i've seen everything his. it's just there's not i mean this was probably in my mind his best movie he ever did you
0: i haven't really given it a lot of thought i don't think much about bill pullman to be honest (laughs)
1: Sorry, Bill Pullman, I know you're an avid listener of this podcast. I apologize for Peckapalooza. He doesn't appreciate the finer nature of your acting. I mean... What was his What was his name in Star... Not Star Lord, but it was like in, in Spaceballs. He was... um. Gosh, it's such a funny movie. So, do you like Spaceballs? Do yeah. we ever watch Spaceballs together?
0: I don't know. But I know I've seen it about a million times.
1: Wait, it's um, cool with, with you?
0: One of one of Mel Group's finest finer movies. Oh, yeah. Breaks right up there with uh young Frankenstein and Blazing Saddles.
1: <laughs> I liked history of the world.
0: Um <laughs> what was his name on there? Oh, uh, it doesn't matter. Lone <laughs> Lone Lone Star. Lone
1: Star. Lone Star. That's yeah. it. Lone Star, you know. Um, oh, and Chunky. Uh, we had a few people on there too. What was the guy from Chuck who played the Adam Baldwin? Um, Adam Baldwin. He was in there too. Yeah, you know, he had a role, brief role in Area Fifty One or whatever that was. Was it Area Fifty One? Yeah. It wasn't what's up with randy quaid by the way didn't he like he I, I was like looking him up and he was gone and then i was looking him up and i saw that like he had been arrested for fraud yeah i'm pretty sure burglary. he is a legit
0: clear, crazy person these days
1: and then he went to canada he got kicked out of canada then he got his case thrown out in vermont and he's like he had like fraud and like going like this is just stuff on wiki though I was reading, which could or could not be true. But
0: I'm that's just true. like going,
1: what happened? Now you you see Dennis Quaid, and I like Dennis Quaid, but and Dennis Quaid's son Jack is now this you know well known actor now that's yeah growing in popularity in the boys and the latest scream movie. I mean he's doing great, but poor Uncle poor Uncle Randy's having <laughs> Uncle a, a Randy. challenge. <laughs> oh cousin Eddie. Well I was watching we have this in the on the other room right now. My family's watching, uh, just their original vacation, you know, like National Anthem's vacation. <laughs> and, Real tomato yeah, ketchup, Eddie. Only the best. <laughs> that Bear Clark is the gift that keeps on giving the whole year round. That it is, Edward. <laughs> I say that to my kids. I would say that it is, Edward. You know, all the time, uh, man. But uh, yeah, that. I think that was pretty funny. Um, I think, like all in all, the movie's pace was pretty quick. The music was good. You know, it had the the drums, kind of the military drums, tapping, very triumphant. You know, <laughs> very triumphant. And then, uh, you know, at the end, it's got it, you know, it's just like think about like Armageddon. You know, you have these types of movies that, yes, it's all kind of tied under a, a bow and it all gets resolved in the end. But you feel and you lost some people along the way. But you feel good after you finish it. Well, yeah, you have to you have go. a happy ending. And I appreciate that. There's a lot of anti happy ending people out there that are just like, because it's been overdone, you know, it's just not maybe true to the reality or the practice of the practical tragedies of life. But then there's also a whole segment of movies out there are, that are just like, actually, there are no happy endings. I mean, there, everything just ends in a tragic way, which is like, yeah, life's got to deal with it. And I I don't know about you, maybe it's the romantic me. I just I love when the good guys win and you know it all it all works out in the end. You know, that's like that's like my my thing. This movie delivers.
0: I'm okay with an unhappy ending every now and then. Like, did you see um Don't Look Up? So a... Don't
1: Look Up is that which, oh, I haven't seen that yet. It's
0: got DiCaprio no. and Jennifer Lawrence.
1: No.
0: Well, then I won't uh, tell you. No. I will tell you Oh, wait, no,
1: no, now. wait, wait. Is that the one with Meryl Streep?
0: Yeah, she's the president.
1: And it's got, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw, yeah, I saw that movie. Yeah, I actually, that one I actually,
0: ends without a happy ending.
1: <laughs> I mean, when she gets taken down, I was happy. So well, yeah, that, that was, that that worked was out good. Well.
0: Um, but, you know, that Justice. one. that one ends where they don't save the planet. It gets hit by the comet, and that's it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> but uh,
0: yeah, I mean, you know most most of your your mainstream movies are going to end, you know, with some kind of happy movie, happy happy movie, happy ending, just because that's what people expect. That's what people want to see. Um, because they because people go to movies to escape real life, and yeah. uh, real life sucks and uh you don't always get a happy ending in real life so when you go to the you movies, find that that's what you want
1: there's a little bit of like a pendulum shift though because then you have a lot of people that appreciate validation to the tragedy and so it's like i it's not all roses out there i want to see a tragedy that you know just sucks because it just says this is awful and and there's no happy answer to it and so it gives people validation you know for the tragedy that they're enduring. But like well, that's why I say every like, now
0: and then I do like a movie that, that ends more realistically that doesn't have sure. you know the the good guy doesn't always triumph over evil. I mean right the you know we've we actually finally got that with uh infinity war um where the bad yeah, guy true. wins and right. you know of course we knew the a- end game was coming right. but uh But even
1: so, it comes with sacrifices. And I think that, I I think what I appreciate about a movie these days is one that it, it, people, the characters experience the tragedies, they experience the hardships, you know, and that's real and that's validated. But then you go and it still gets to a resolution. And you still have coping afterwards. You know, Endgame still had the funeral, still had happy with daughter you know in that very precious moment where they're it's a good ending but it's it's still coping with tragedy yeah um i think about like multiverse of madness um the new dr strange movie and how you see this digression of uh from ever since i mean in in the whole wanda story and her character arc through all the movies but Specifically, you see it in WandaVision, and then you see her in this, and, and you just you watch it devolve, and, and you just see it happening. So, to the other way, you see Loki and who he is, and he comes from what he was, at least his uh, his alternate. What, what do they call that? Variant. His Variant. It's his, uh, variant. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you see him go the other way. But, you know, character progression is everything. You know, if you can capture that in a movie or a series of movies, then you're a winner. You know? So, I mean, I think uh, the answer is not to end up in a movie that's just like all roses or a movie that's all like Sundance tragic. But that ends up somewhere in the middle where you get a little bit of both. And it's called Gone with the Wind.
0: <laughs> Ugh, i hate that movie
1: I do too. why is it so important to everybody i don't know it's eight why? hours long good lord it's awful
0: uh i've <laughs> all right here's my hot take on gone with the wind all right scarlett oh. o'hara is a spoiled brat and rhett butler is a man whore there i and said
1: that's it. the movie that yeah, is the just, entire movie. You just accomplished what no one else has. You reduced an eight-hour movie into what, five seconds? Oh, uh, add,
0: add the backdrop of the Civil War, okay? There. Now you have Gone with the Wind.
1: <laughs> now you have Gone with the Wind. Yeah, totally overplayed. <clears throat> well, you know, there's, like, museums Gone with the Wind, too. It's just, like, the best movie ever. I'm like, it is not...
0: It was my grandmother's yeah, favorite yeah. movie, and I don't think i, I don't uh, think wait, I ever.
1: Our grandmother, not our grandmother, another, your my dad's
0: mother. Her <laughs> oh, favorite. Gotcha. It was her favorite movie, and gotcha. uh, I don't think I actually ever sat down to watch it until I was in my twenties, and uh, by the time I did watch it, I was like, I don't get what everyone's fuss is
1: about. This is stupid. Maybe you and I lack the sensitivity to appreciate the value of this epic classic.
0: Well, I've watched it again since the first time I watched it. And it didn't do anything for me the second time I saw it either.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry about that. But, you know, there is a difference between... You know, you got a long movie like Sound of Music. You know what I mean? That's a great movie. I could watch Sound of Music many times over. You know what I mean? And that's a long you know, epic movie, really. I mean, but you know, I mean, epic. I don't know if epic would be the right word. It's like a play. You know, that's, that's all it is. But <clears throat> somehow we've gone from Independence Day to Sound of Music.
0: Well, we are um, two geeks who talk about everything. So we do talk about it. Is it, is it really a surprise that we derailed and wound up <laughs> we somewhere always do. else? Um, we always do. <laughs> do we, do we, do we want to get back to Independence Day? um i mean what else is there to say about independence day it's uh it's a classic action sci-fi we already said that um, okay well
1: the wife i'd just like to point out as a geek of battlestar galactica the wife played a prominent role in battlestar galactica yeah she was the president yeah you know, first lady you know and then she was. She also, went from first lady to president, president. Oh, no, she did great
0: she was also stands you with know? a fist in uh dances with wolves
1: oh that was her yeah, that was her. What do you know? Wouldn't have thought of that, that's a movie that I could only watch one time. Again, everybody loved it.
0: I love it. I, I mean, think it's a great movie.
1: What? Okay. Hey, you yeah. like Moonfall,
0: all right? You <laughs> don't give me a hard time for liking Dances with Wolves, an Academy Award-winning film. You liked Moonfall.
1: Oh. I like Samwell Tarly.
0: <laughs> if you have like Samwell seen... Tarly so much, then send him a message about the movies he's in.
1: <laughs> he was like, I was just happy to get in the movie. Hey, did you, have you seen Game of Thrones? Of course. All of it? Of course. Twice? Of course. Okay, all right. just want to make sure you're still up to the caliber. You know what I require to do podcasts.
0: I've never read it, <laughs> but I've watched the series. Don't They're question
1: okay. me. <laughs> well, then you appreciate Samuel Charlie. You want to have, for him to have gotten in a movie. You know, good for you. I'll support your little movie.
0: Yeah, no, nah, I don't. I don't.
1: <laughs> I watched Dark Phoenix because Sophie Turner was in it.
0: Okay, I don't really I care about that either. Anymore. I still haven't seen Dark Phoenix.
1: <laughs> don't watch Dark Phoenix. Don't don't do it. I
0: haven't seen Dark Phoenix. I haven't seen the New Mutants. Uh,
1: I haven't watched the New Mutants. Either.
0: Even though they're on Disney Plus now, I feel like you know I have the chance I to watch care. them both. But I'm like, I don't care. I'm just I just want the X Men to come to the MCU now.
1: Oh, that's that's me too. Okay. So we'll just kind of have a little side moment here. What did you think about in Multiverse of Madness getting to see the Illuminati?
0: Um, I was thrilled that John Krasinski was Reed Richards. And I really hope that's not just a one-off fan service appearance because the, the, the four, the symbol on his uniform is the exact same four in the, like teaser image that they that they showed uh when they did the slate for phase Four. Oh it's my god it's the that same would be four so
1: incredible well i mean he is i just thought so too of course he's just great at what he does but he pulled it off like oh yeah. he was just so knowledgeable he just looks so now we'll tell you you know, Wanda just decimating them was horrific for me. I was like, my mouth was like open the whole time. I wasn't that. What? I wasn't
0: surprised. Like I figured that she was going to just mow through them, but the way she did it was so brutal. It was
1: so brutal.
0: Like it's, it's like, all right, this is definitely a Sam Raimi horror movie. Because, I mean, just starting with taking away Black Bolt's mouth. And then,
1: oh, that was awful.
0: And then his internal scream exploding his
1: brain. Oh, oh, oh. that was rough. And then even so with Reed Richards, you know, it was like ripping ooh. him to shreds. Yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden it just and then, gets to the end. It's like, pop. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, uh. I'm looking over at my kids and my kids are like oh cutting you know, cutting
0: captain carter in half with her own shield in
1: half with her own shield man that and, was just and then patrick stewart i'm like oh, you don't kill patrick stewart
0: well how many patrick times has stewart. charles xavier died now
1: <laughs> four i think no, yeah that's true <laughs> that's true oh man yeah you, patrick stewart Yeah, that's for sure it was it was great when he he came in
0: when he came in in his in his uh uh the cartoon accurate chair and and playing the old theme song oh it was so so great so satisfying
1: all right you gotta say it again because i lost you for a second
0: what did you say oh i said that uh it was great when he came in in his cartoon accurate chair oh, and yes and the theme song from the 90s cartoon playing yes that was it. Was, was, so it was just fantastic
1: that was so good oh my gosh so good man
0: but yeah i really well, hope that once yeah. they introduce the fantastic four to uh to the mcu proper uh that that reed richards is still played by uh krasinski i i would love for for him to be Mr. Fantastic and for Emily Blunt to be Invisible Woman, uh, you know they're be, they're a married couple in real life anyway, you know.
1: And she's great. I mean, she's great too. I mean, I, I that would be that would be incredible. You know, though, have, have you heard Chris Evans has just been like, I would love to come back as the torch. As you know what mean? I mean? I, yeah. I would love to see him as it again. You know, it, it doesn't hurt anything for us to see him in that role. And plus, we get to get you know him back in the MCU again. Wow! I mean, it it
0: would still have to be a a multiverse kind of deal, though. I mean, obviously, would have to come from another another universe. But uh, man, it's it's so crazy, you know. Now, post Loki, knowing that everything that has happened in Marvel movies has happened now you know like the old spider-man movies the old x-men movies you know they're not connected to the mcu but yet now they are because the multiverse exists
1: yeah it's the best i mean it would be so cool to be able to have it all come together to be see fassbender possibly you know you know connected in in a movie you know to be able to see uh and you know some are aged out you know i don't who knows what would happen you know would we get deadpool you know will we see deadpool you know well amazed? surely they
0: they've I've been I saw something about deadpool 3 um mm. that it is it is going to be in the MCU it is going to be an R rated movie um so you know there's there's a lot of speculation about how that's going to be integrated into the MCU how is that going to work um with without the X-Men having been um introduced to the MCU. I, I really think Deadpool might be the last well, I don't know. I don't know. I'm saying this, but the the whole multiverse thing, I feel like they're they're building they're gonna build up to uh secret wars. Which and in secret the comics in the comics that's where dr doom was like the he set himself up as the ruler of this uh battle world and uh they took uh various like variants of characters throughout the the marvel multiverse and had them fight each other until there was just one universe left Sort of like Crisis on Infinite Earths, but it came down to a battle
1: between heroes. Yeah, Marvel version. Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. Well, <clears throat> I wonder how it all all will play out because you still have unconnected MCU characters, like you know from Moon Moon Knight, you know, and um, and then you you wonder about this new Miss Marvel, you know, and <clears throat> you know just just a lot of things trying to connect in. I mean there's they definitely have a lot to join in together.
0: Well, I, I still think that um I think Ms. Marvel is going to connect to Captain Marvel through yeah. I I would be shocked if it doesn't turn out that her bangle is somehow related to the Kree. Yeah. Um I I also wouldn't be surprised if the 10 rings from Shang-Chi wind up being connected somehow in the same way
1: well Um, and then you've got eternals i mean that that's a whole another element in itself and the guy who can create who's been creating since the beginning of time i mean you have like a whole bunch of connections like that that could happen yeah so you never know we have a whole multiverse it's almost maddening there's what's so less, much. By the way, so much happening. What else do we have? What's what's the next one that we have? Thor. Is She-Hulk. But well, no, I know Thor. I'm going to go see that on Saturday. We, you know, this coming Saturday. I'm super excited about that. Is is Guardians next after that, or after three? Thor? Yeah.
0: In the in the movies, no. Um, Wakanda yeah. Forever. I think it's the next one. Oh, for real? Yeah.
1: Interesting.
0: And that's not and coming then, out until November, I think.
1: But well, we've got She-Hulk too, don't we? We've
0: got She-Hulk coming soon. She-Hulk is going to be on Disney+. Plus. Um, that'll be a series. Um, Secret Invasion.
1: Yep. What's that?
0: Uh, it's going to be um, Samuel L. Jackson, I think, is leading that one. Um, like a nick fury thing so it's yeah it's going to be a nick fury big uh, it's it's going to have to do with the scrolls somehow Oh okay yeah because because secret invasion in the comics was when the scrolls were secretly taking over the lives of heroes
1: oh that's interesting yeah yeah well there you go well we got a lot to look forward to I know we started off with Independence Day and here we are, end up at Marvel, but I think everything ends up at Marvel in the end as they've designed it, as they have, you know, manipulated us into going towards. That's but true. I'm, I'm super excited about Thor. You know? I'm, I hope it's everything But it's, I mean, it's just, I'm going to enjoy the, the, the music. You know, I've got to think if the humor is anything like Ragnarok, then I will be absolutely entertained.
0: I mean, it's Taika Waititi. So, I mean, automatically, it's, it's going to be. It's, it is. Probably a fantastic movie, um, entertaining at the very least. So, yep, that is definitely absolutely. something to look Amen. forward to.
1: Yeah. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. So funny.
0: All right. Um, well, that is it for us this week. Uh, and we don't have a bonus episode because Obi-Wan is over. What a tragedy. Oh tragedy but uh we will be back again next week as always um and if you have any thoughts on independence day or you know moonfall or samwell <laughs> tarley you know whatever just let us know uh leave your thoughts in the comments um either on you know apple or uh google or the spotify you know any of those things and while you're there throw some stars we, we like the stars okay, good um and, and if you leave your comments we would love to read your comments right here on the show Um uh, absolutely you know so when you leave your comments make sure it's something appropriate family friendly um because yeah. we wouldn't want to have to wash your mouths out with soap <laughs> or i guess wash your hands with soap since you're typing
1: them with the birthday song
0: that's right <laughs> um and again if you if you like what you're listening to here on in various and palooza
1: uh, tell your friends, they might like it too.
0: Yes, spread, spread the wealth.
1: Thank you for your time. We've enjoyed it. We enjoy doing this and we'd like to continue doing it uh, ongoingly. So Sorry. appreciate it.
0: All right. Well, as it is Independence Day, please be safe if you are going out uh, this evening to celebrate, um, celebrate responsibly and, you know, Keep your keep your pets uh, safe. They don't like the fireworks. The sounds scare them, right? It scares that's, dogs. Very true. Uh, very true. He I said. don't. I don't have a dog myself, but I, I hear it's it's rough for. Uh, I,
1: rough. oh, that's 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 awful. No, I do have a dog, my little Bella dog, and uh, and she does get a little frightened. But you know, I mean, it's good times independence day time to be thankful for your freedom you know and be thankful for uh just all the things that we get so many people uh opportunities that we get that so many people in the world don't so it's it's great we're thankful for even the opportunity to just be able to to do a podcast like this and to freely talk without worry of a regime you know or anything like that i mean we're very fortunate so yep thankful
0: all right Well, once again, thank you for listening and have a great whatever it is, wherever you are.